Good morning. This morning we have an incredibly beautiful chapter in Exodus chapter 35. Now recall where we've been. The Israelites, when Moses went away, worshipped a golden calf. God was extremely upset. But after the you know, the, the difficulty that they experienced with God and their relationship with God, Moses was uh, interceded and goes back up to the mountain and the tablets that Moses broke, God replaced those tablets. Now Moses was beginning to say, you know what, God's going to renew his covenant with you. Like even though what you did was really bad, God is, is, is willing to restore you. He's willing to give you another chance. He's really willing to continue the plans that he had with you. I think it's really important to see this. I, I wrote about this in the book that I wrote, helping people in their journey of faith and seeing the evidence as to why it's logical and why there's great evidence to believe that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That book is called Altered, and you can see that book uh, on my website, reveringtheword.com. But I comment in the book on this particular situation because imagine if you had a situation where you were you were separated from your husband or your wife. I mean, maybe there was something tragic that happened. Maybe there was some kind of significant mistake and you're completely divided. And it looks like maybe the marriage could be lost. Um, people are devastated, uh, sad, and there's not much hope for the future. And let's just say in this particular instance, the husband, you know, made a mistake and the wife is leaning towards divorce. And, uh, it seems again, hopeless. So then the wife comes to the husband and says, you know what? I don't want to give up on our marriage. In fact, I I would really like to start over with you. And I really don't want to go back to our old home. In fact, I'd like for us to build a house here or move here and do this together. And we're going to stick this out and we're going to move forward together. Well, when you would hear your wife not only wanting to be together, but make plans for the future about a home and either moving or building, you would see that the wife actually had like thought through the restoration of the relationship and was looking to actually follow through on the commitment by making a decision to partner in, you know, the housing together. And that's, uh, gives us a little bit of a picture of what God is doing here. After, you know, God had already made plans to reside with them in a tabernacle and to be in their midst. But then the golden calf incident, lots of people lost their lives and God was extremely upset. And yet, even after that setback in their relationship, God is now saying, you know what? The plans that we had, I want to continue. I'm going to come even despite what you've done. I'm going to come camp in your midst, and I am still going to lead you to the promised land. And that's what we have is a renewal of the relationship. And we see 
God desiring to have this tabernacle still be built. And with that backdrop, it's amazing to see how the Israelites respond. So the passage begins in, in with a reminder of the Sabbath and gives kind of a, a strict warning about it. Uh, verse 2, it says, For six days work may be done, but on the seventh day you shall have a holy day, a Sabbath of complete rest to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. You shall not kindle a fire in any of your dwellings on the Sabbath day. Now, that would have been Saturday for the Jewish people. Now, if you wanted to get more teaching on that, you could turn back to Exodus 20, and I talk about this at length there. I will take you to a New Testament passage, though, and it's in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16, where it says this, Therefore, no one is to act as your judge regarding to food or drink, or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day, things which are a mere shadow of what is to come, but the substance, substance excuse me, but the substance belongs to Christ. So those are all Old Testament law things regarding what you know, what you drink, your, your festival, a new moon, or a Sabbath. And what the Apostle Paul is saying is that's a shadow of what's to come, but now it's all about faith in Jesus. And we are not under the law of the Old Testament anymore, and indeed there's been a change to the Sabbath day. I mean, not only has it changed in the Christian church that now we meet on Sundays instead of Saturdays to differentiate ourselves from the Jewish people, uh, Jesus demonstrated that he was the Lord of the Sabbath, and the Sabbath has changed. The way that the Sabbath is honored today has changed. Now, it's very important to spend time with the Lord. And, you know, as you know, we do that daily here at Revering the Word. And I think we need to spend time with God every day. Um, but anyways, it's important to know that that has changed in the New Covenant, the New Testament. In order to understand how the Old Testament is still in force today, we need to look at it with a New Testament lens. We've got to see what the New Testament says, and, and therefore we know what to follow and what we don't need to follow regarding the Old Covenant, because we're not under that covenant anymore. We're under a new one that Jesus Christ has made with us. So that's very important understanding. But anyways, moving on then, and I'm not going to read the whole chapter today, but this is what happens, is Moses now says, I really want you to take a contribution. And I'll read some of it. It says, Take from among you, verse 5, a contribution to the Lord, whoever is of a willing heart, and let him bring it to the Lord's contribution, gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet material, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins. Uh, bring all these things. And listen to what it says in verse 10 then. Let every skillful man among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded, the tabernacle, its tent, its covering, and then he goes through a list of all the things that are going to be made. And, you know, the incense, the um, lampstands, the screen, the doorway, I mean, everything that's going to get made. <clears throat> the hangings, um, the holy garments for Aaron and the priests, everything now needs to get made because God's going to come and reside in their tabernacle. Then verse 20, listen to this. Then all the congregation of the sons of Israel departed from Moses' presence. And I love this. Everyone whose heart stirred him and everyone whose spirit moved him came and brought the Lord's contribution for the work of the tent of meeting 
and for all its service and for the holy garments. Then all, verse 22, then all whose hearts moved them, both men and women, came and brought brushes and earrings and signet rings and bracelets and all articles of gold. So did every man who presented an offering of gold to the Lord. <clears throat> so they're just bringing everything that's needed, men, women, everyone whose heart was willing, everyone whose heart uh, stirred them. Listen to verse 24. Everyone who could make a contribution of silver and bronze brought the Lord's contribution, and every man who had his possession uh, for any work of the service brought it. All the skilled women spun with their hands and brought what they had spun in blue and purple and scarlet material and fine linen. All the women whose heart stirred with a skill spun the goat's hairs. Like everyone did what they could. Uh, verse 29, the Israelites and all the men and women whose heart moved them to bring the material for the work which the Lord had commanded through Moses to be done brought a free will offering to the Lord. Now we've talked through the book of Exodus here that there was the first fruits, giving of the first fruits and giving to God first so that you don't wait until there's nothing left and then there's nothing left to give. So giving to God first, but this is a free will offering is like an extra just out of the heart offering. Uh, it wasn't like it was required. It was voluntary and it was like just out of the goodness of your heart, you wanted to give something extra to the Lord. And in particular, when God is continuing his commitment and covenant with them after their mistake, everyone was just stirred and moved and they wanted to serve God and they were thankful that God had not given up on them and that God wanted to be in their midst. Uh, pretty amazing. Uh, then there were people like Bezalel in, in, in verse 30 and 31, and, and he has filled him, God did, with a spirit of God and wisdom and understanding and knowledge and in all craftsmanship to make designs for woodworking in gold and silver and bronze and in cutting of stones for settings and in the carving of wood, so also to perform in every inventive work. Uh, and, and Oliab, too, was another guy, and he was filled with, with skill to perform every work of an engraver and of a designer and of an embroiderer in blue and, and purple and scarlet material. Just incredible. Like, everyone's just bringing whatever skill, talent, resource, money they have to build this tabernacle. The church of God, I mean, this isn't really the church yet, but Israel is working together in a tremendous way for the glory of God. What a beautiful thing to see people want to give to God of their talents, their time, their treasure. And, you know, may we be like that today. May the church, you know, roll its, roll up its sleeves and say, you know what, we want to be about God's business and we want to be doing it together. We want to work in harmony with our brothers and sisters. Whatever I have to, to give, whatever skill I have to offer, I want to offer it, you know, now to the church so that we can build the, the build up the kingdom of God here and help people to know uh, Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And he is worthy. And, um, you know, may we, may we learn from these guys. You know, uh, <clears throat> we're not in a position, you know, at, at our stage of a church where church is doing well, praise the Lord, and it's been growing. And, uh, you know, but someday, who knows, someday, maybe this church or another church, someone will hear this. Maybe they're going to build, you know, they're going to build a, a church building and 
it's going to require everyone to kind of come together for the glory of God to to do it. And that's what they were doing here and uh, building a house for God to be in their midst, albeit a tent at this time. But eventually that's going to be the temple one day. But uh, what a beautiful thing. Uh, Lord, help uh, us, your people, to, to be stirred, to be moved in our heart, to to give of our time, talent, treasure for your glory, God, for, for you are worthy. Uh, and thank you for their example. Thank you for the unity that they showed in working together for your glory, God. Um, we're grateful for your grace, Lord, that you wanted to be in their midst. And we see the restoration, the reconciliation, God, of your relationship with them. And it brought them great joy and, and you great joy to all be working together. May we be like that, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.